Are we ready? I'm ready. One, two, three. I thought you were gonna start singing there, because you're the singer. I got a story. A story once was told. Two young boys go into the liquor store where they sold their souls. And I got a story. Got a story. A story once was told. Two young boys went to the liquor store where they sold their souls. Oh, and I got a story. A story once was told. A two young boys go into the liquor store. I was trying to fade out. So the souls. Can you see my snapping hand is way out here now? So their souls. <laughs> I think normally the fade out happens earlier, but Yeah, I don't know. I was just feeling it. There. All right. Well Dude, I've had so many yes today and it's not enough yes. <laughs> when you're when you're engaging in any sort of uh post nineteen ninety five Metallica, yeah. you are in for a lot of Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So San Francisco <laughs> Let me hear you tonight. Uh. Yeah. Do you feel alive? How does it feel to be alive? Ooh. Yeah, yeah. So welcome to the Wet Bandits podcast. It's been a long time. Um, and and to get back into it, we're going to do an episode, my least favorite type of episode, which is totally unprepared. Freestyle. No play- Freestyle. <laughs> Freestyle requires lots of editing. <laughs> you know what? What I'm going to say right now. This is the truth. This will be an unedited episode. If you are into podcast episodes with lots of like empty airtime. This is the one. Where you can sense how much we're thinking and like trying to figure out something funny to do. This is the episode yeah. for you. Really a good idea to do like almost 100 episodes into your podcast is Dude. start releasing crappier ones. Dude, I think this one's going to be tits. Yeah? Yep. Because of the subject matter? Because like uh, you're no, passionate? No, because we're fresh. Well, we are fresh. Sometimes, I've said this before, I think you agree with me that sometimes like when the band gets back together after yeah. a long hiatus and we don't practice, whether it's a long hiatus or a short one, sometimes that long break you come back and it's just like, it's yeah. like coming back to a like cozy blanket. It is like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it just feels right or something. That doesn't make sense though, because I guess the blanket would be cold. Like how <laughs> can a blanket stay warm? <laughs> I was gonna completely leave that metaphor and just go to. Uh, I you would think that routine would kind of like make you better. I practice makes yeah, perfect. Yeah. Blah blah blah. So. But I think what it is, is um, if you keep doing the same thing over and over, it can get stale. Right. And then if you leave it for a while, you come back and... It's like juicified. Juice. It's like you threw away the stale bread. Yeah. You bought a new Schwabels, the official bread of this podcast. Clown bread. Clown bread. 
Clown bread. Clown bread. That's right. Get yourself some clown bread. Forever immortalized on this podcast. <laughs> clown bread. So, um, we're here. We're here. We're ready. We're right in, now. In Sam's nice house. Yeah. I have a house now. Because today was the release of S&M 2. Metallica's yeah. S&M 2. Oh, yeah. Dude. I'm just going to say it. I think I like this one better. I think I like it worse. Well, here's why. Okay. Is, you know, well, I think it's two, honestly, kind of different albums. So, like, the first one, the one released in 1999. And let's, you know what? I think we need to give a little background. Yeah. If you don't know, first of all, Metallica is Sam's all-time fave band. All-time. Second... In 1999, they released S&M, which was a collaboration with the San Francisco Symphony where they took their songs and played them in a live concert with arrangements or accompaniment from the San Francisco Symphony Orchestra, world-famous orchestra. And now, 20 years later, they did a second show. So that, and now is released today, August 28th is when we're recording, so... Today was the release of S&M 2. So now, go ahead. Say what you were going to say. So, like, in 1999, it was just, like, songs, Metallica songs. Like, they did most of the stuff from, I would say, the 90s. Um, And they kind of had songs that were hit or miss. You know what I mean? Like, they just kind of did it because I felt like they wanted to take up some more space in the set. But to me, S&M 2 is a more polished of the stronger songs and some newer songs. And they had it was more of like an event rather than like a concert. Yeah, because they had like the in S and M two they had you know in the middle of the set they had just the San Francisco Symphony just play a song. The Metallica joined them for a song, like two instrumentals, and then James Hetfield plays Unforgiven three, just him singing with the orchestra behind him. You know what I mean? Am I going on a rant? No, no, no. I want you to go on. Yeah. This so rant. it's like to me, it's more as as an event of like a concert in the first one. Yeah. Uh, that what I think was best about S and M two was how they made it a little bit more about the orchestra and a little yeah. less about Metallica. Not that I don't like the Metallica part, but they letting the orchestra do their own song, which. I didn't even think was that good. It started pretty good. They did, they did, they kind of explained it, and I haven't even listened to the CDs yet. We just watched the Blu-ray, but my guess is on the CD they don't have the part where they explain. They do. That it's no, they do. Yeah. Where it's like a marriage of metal and uh-huh. classical or whatever. But so, um, I appreciated that they did that. Yeah. But it wasn't really. I could have found a better example, probably. Um, than than what they put in, but it was it was okay. But you're right, Unforgiven Three I think was the highlight, where yeah. it's the orchestra doing the entire musical arrangement and James Hetfield just singing over it's it. It's such a good song to do it for, yep. like the lyrics and stuff. You yep. know what I mean? And there were a lot of, I mean, I said this to you while we were watching. James Hetfield doesn't really get to showcase his voice very much, uh-huh. and it's not like he's Mariah Carey out there or something. But there are several times in that song where his voice is is what you would call like he's hung out to dry like he's holding a note for a long time and if you're not a good like capable singer 
those notes that you hold out for a long time can be really bad if you're not doing them well. And he's like spot on with the orchestra. It's strong too. It's yeah. not like it's fading like the strength. Yeah. You know. So he um he's a little underappreciated vocally probably. Well, like what I was saying like towards the end of this tour yeah. Because you know, Hardwired came out like November 2016. Like his voice has just been getting like killer. Yeah. I read a funny comment on Google. I mean YouTube, and it said like, the longer the hair, the better the voice. Because <laughs> like his hair was long during S and M, the first one. Yeah. Yeah. He grew it back out. Yeah. So I thought that was funny. That's fun. That is funny. He um, I I guess, I said that I preferred one to two. And that's not fair because I stopped buying Metallica albums after Load. Yeah. And that was the last album that came out before, or did Reload came out before S&M. And then they had too. like Garage. And Inc. they had like Devil's Dance or whatever. Yeah. And and so basically when S&M 1 came out, there were like two or three songs that I didn't already know. On S&M 2, there's, I would say, several that I didn't know because yeah. there's Hardwired and there's... Uh, Saint well, Anger. actually, I know Death Magnetic. I did buy Death Magnetic, which yeah. I like, but St. Anger I never got. So, like, the St. Anger song I didn't know. And I was a little disappointed, like I told you, by the number of repeat songs that are on S&M yeah. 1 and 2. And I don't know how much of that is. Metallica just wanted to do those because they feel they're appropriate. And how much of it it was, we don't want to make the San Francisco Symphony have to arrange a whole bunch of new songs. Because there's a lot of work that goes into that. So... Well, I don't know. Uh, I I was hoping, in, in a perfect world, I would have looked at this as less, from Metallica's perspective, I would have looked at this as less of a another Metallica concert, which is kind of how you explained it to me. Like, well, look, they always do Enter Sandman. They yeah. always do one. Like, yeah, I get that, but this is a little different. Like, you already did it for SNM one. Like, why don't you do... Like we said, they they open the show with Call Ecstasy of, of Gold and then yeah. Call of Cthulhu. Like, just do Ecstasy of Gold's fine. It's a great way to enter the show, but do Orion. Yeah. Instead, like, do a different instrumental. They have to do Ecstasy of Gold. That's how they start out every show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's appropriate, but but like we were saying, maybe I don't know. I would have liked a little bit fresher set list. Yeah. Especially if the arrangements were going to be pretty much the same, which they are yeah like for the most part like not, outlaw torn is a little yeah, different pretty much the yeah. same yeah yeah outlaw torn i was talking about the guitar solo being different uh which it was a little different but i'm gonna have to listen pretty closely to collect all the things that are different because they're they're pretty darn close to the same i think for me at first blush i think the performance was worse this time or maybe I'm just paying more attention no, they were, to Lars. Yeah, Lars. You know, I love Lars, and but like his, you know, I it's just he was more. I don't know what you want to call it, but I think the drumming was out of control. <laughs> the drumming was just more um, kind of flashy, I guess. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And he made himself a part of the show on the DVD, which maybe he did. Uh-huh. Uh, I said DVD like it's 1999 um, on <laughs> Blu the Blu-ray. Bro. And maybe he did in the original too. Like, well, yeah, I always think he like does that. Yeah. 
You know, I shouldn't crap on him for that though. He's earned that a little bit. Yeah. It's I don't know. It's but just I I think I feel like this was more of as like a 20 anniversary concert and they're like, you know, we might as well just call it S&M 2. That's and, a cool way to look you know at what it. I mean? That and I like, hadn't con- It's like okay, it's not so much a sequel as an anniversary. Right. Okay. I could see that. Yeah. And then that was the first like event at the new Chase Center like where the Warriors oh, are going to play. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it was like the, the very The first f- event. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, it was enjoyable. I sat it was like 3 hours long and we just it watched was. it. I told so. you. I was like, dude, it might I be mean, time. I knew it was going to be long, but So who is your MVP of the show? Dude, has to be James Hetfield. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah, MVP for sure. Yeah, he had it going. Like yeah. the solos, like yep. you know, and his voice is just really good. Yep. Who is the LVP, least valuable player? I don't know, the triangle guy. <laughs> I might have to go with the Glockenspiel. <laughs> no, it, that's not his fault. Yeah, his like rest. Yeah, we rest. your deluxe edition came deluxe. with chart music for uh What's the name of the song? The Saint All Anger. Within My Hands. All Within My Hands came with the chart. All Within the My chart, Hands. And it had a chart for every single instrument, including the glockenspiel, which had an, a whole rest for the entire song. Dude, <laughs> just ima- imagine that guy like having his mallets in his hand. He's just tapping the whole time. We saw other songs that featured One, the glockenspiel. One, two, three, four. Two, two, three, yeah. four. Three, Fourteen, two, three, two, three, four. Four, Fifteen, two. two. <laughs> yeah, so many. In fact... It wasn't the full chart. Like, they have the bars below. Yeah. So, I think we were seeing, like, bars 15 through, like, 36. He's like, 34, 2, 3, 4, 35, <laughs> 2, 3. I remember having to count that shit in yeah. high school. Like, eventually you forget, like, which number you said first. When you get into the 30s, <laughs> that poor Glock player. Glock with... With a lot of Glock becomes a lot of responsibility. Yeah. You want to say. Yeah. Yeah, man. So, yeah, he's LVP. I would say Roberto Trujillo was LVP. Oh, yeah? Of the Blu-ray. You know, like you said, he was a major player kind of in the beginning. And then uh-huh. in the second half, after the intermission, he took his shirt off and he was wearing like a garbage bag. <laughs> and they then the cameraman decided not to film him yeah. as much. And then he took his garbage bag off, and he was wearing a black T-shirt, and it was a little better. Yeah, I ain't saying shit about any Metallica member. Did he, did he play, like, seven different bases, or did he have, like, a hyper-color bass? I saw base? that green one come back. Yeah, but he, he also like, had, like, a purple and that, a gray. The gray was definitely different. The purple, there was, like, a five-string, like, acoustic purple for the Dude, that one was sweet. Yeah. That, what is it, all within my hands? Yeah. The that acoustic sound was really good. Kirk Hammett's twelve string with the five string acoustic bass. Yeah, was sweet. I like that a lot. So S and M two had some things to offer that S and M one did not. Like I love Unforgiven three and Day That Never Comes, and I just like it because it's like professionally like mastered metallica live album yeah you yeah, just yeah. like throw in your car you yep. know what i mean and you can just listen yeah. to it and it's like a staple in time you know and th- i think this was played in t- september 2019 yeah because 
even though it's 2020 now, so yeah. it's not really the 20th anniversary, but they said that yeah. It, yeah, they time stamped it in the Blu-ray. Yeah. Huh. But yeah, I I like it. Yeah, I think it's going to grow on me a little bit. Um my I mean I know we said James was the MVP, but my MVP is John Williams. On Dude, uh, for real, violin. that has to be him. He, it's like a cameo. That I mean, it makes first, sense. It John Williams. I don't know if he plays violin. I think he's more of a composer than a player, but certainly he plays. Yeah, they showed that guy too many times. Twelve times not to be John. Yeah, Williams. he has to be. Fam- <laughs> he has to be John Williams. Yeah. he looked like John Williams. He, he played like John Williams. As far as we can tell, he played like John Williams. I think I heard him do like a... Yeah. He threw a Star yeah. Wars theme in there. Yeah. And then the crowd was like, shut up! <laughs> oh, yeah! <laughs> John Williams was like... <laughs> Are you from a galaxy far away? <laughs> oh, yeah! Ooh. If you want yeah. far away, we'll get our, you far away. Our James Hetfield impression is dangerously close to like Dude, a right. Randy Macho Man savage impression. <laughs> you were gonna say nothing. James Hetfield is a badass. Like he has his uh, Fu Manchu and like his hair slicked back. Yeah, is that what they call that kind of mustache? Yep, I think so. And he is just baller, dude. His Ken yeah. Lawrence guitar. Yeah, he was doing good. Yeah, I. I uh honestly when I when I first saw him I was like I told you he looked like a grandpa which he still does and he looks like an extra on Sons of Anarchy yeah. or something. Looks like dude he should do like a cameo in that or something. Yeah. But he uh as as cheeseball as some of the stuff he does like we're making fun of him for always saying yeah and like giving every simple word like seven syllables like <laughs> he does some things absolutely. that are absolutely absolutely do you feel alive how does it feel to be alive like he does some stuff like that that's silly dude there was chadwick boseman on tv but it showed uh, this that those are the things that like make it fun yeah you know what i mean like yeah us talking about it you know and maybe he thinks it's funny yeah you know I'd appreciate it if I knew, and and I kind of think, I, I don't know. A big part of me now thinks that James Hetfield is like, isn't it kind of funny when I'm like, do you, how do you feel to be alive? <laughs> yeah. Like he can't be thinking, dude, that's fu- that ruled when I asked the yeah. crowd, how does it feel to be alive? I think I saw like an interview of them like backstage, and they're like. Pl- like it was like the middle of like fade the black, you know, when before this start yeah. the And he's like, I don't know, I'll yell something like, Do you want to be alive or something? I'll love it. <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And they do love it. They do love it. Yeah. Oh man. So I mean I I don't want to get too deep into what this. What would you cut? What would I cut? So oh, I think shit. there was four singles before this came out. Um, Nothing Else Matters, All Within My Hands, Moth in the Flame, and then No Leaf Clover came out today on YouTube's. So oh. out of those four, 
Well, it's the hidden gem. No, what's the uh, s- single? Single. Or what would I cover? Yeah. Or what's the, okay. Um, here's the long pause. That's Unforgiven 3, yeah. clearly. Cover? No. That's my hidden gem. Okay, that should be my hidden yeah. gem. Yeah, the cover um, is... Man, for me, dude, this is kind of lame, but maybe like memory remains. Dude, that is not lame. Cause I, the only reason, the reason I say that is because I know I've probably only done it like two or three times in my life, and it wasn't with a band; it was just like to an audio track. But I know that song is fun to play. Oh yeah, the you riff know? you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you could say the same for Outlaw Torn for uh-huh. me, but if I was going to cover a song That's like too, live like, out there. Th- and it's cool to have the audience know the song yeah. and sing it along, sing along and uh, um I think maybe uh Memory Remains is the one I'd pick there. What were the four you put up? Moth Moth into Flame, No Leaf Clover, No Leaf Clover, All Within My Hands and Nothing Else Matters. Okay. Yeah, okay. What would you do? My cover? Yeah. It'd probably be either For Whom the Bell Tolls or Enter Sandman. Yeah. Not Day That Never Comes, huh? Nah. I mean, I would love to. Yeah. What would you cut? That's hard because I don't know a lot of these songs. You know, like I said, we didn't study these yeah. beforehand. I, I think... Excluding the like symphony ones, yeah, obviously, yeah. Um, I think Halo on Fire is the one I'd cut. Yeah, me too, probably. Because I liked Confusion is good. Like, even though I didn't know it that well, I really liked this version of All Within My Hands. Even though I don't, you know, from what I know of Saint Anger, I don't like it. But yeah. I like what they did with that version in in the live setting here, and. Moth into Flame has a really cool first half. Even if the end, I was like, you know, I'm kind of tired of this. Like, um, I like the beginning of it. So, and Halo, uh, Halo on Fire, to me, was more like just not memorable. Hmm. Um, I don't know. What would you cut? Plus, I think I'm, I think I'm kind of torn because you kind of said. Halo on Fire's lyrics were cheesy. <laughs> so I'm like, not torn, but I, yeah. I'm set no, up I to dislike it. Might be, to me, Halo on Fire could have been replaced by something way cooler. Sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and really, I should have sat down and thought about that before we started. But like, you know, as I was, as we were getting ready to do this, and I knew that we were going to talk about whether I liked one or two better. And I was trying to be fair to uh, to S and M two here, right? And it's it's true that w- what I kind of don't like is I guess that there are so many songs I don't know compared to the first one, and that they repeated so many. Yeah. But to to go back to what you said that this is like an anniversary celebration, not so much a sequel. Okay. I get that they did a lot of the same songs again. And I also understand why they would 
do a lot of newer stuff that maybe I didn't buy mm. because that's what's more recent now. Yeah, you know, kind of more focused on the, I mean, not really, but kind of the, like the last three albums rather than when they did in 99, they focused on the last three albums. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But in like my dream world, like I think you could take Mama Said and make like Ooh. a killer S&M version yeah, of Mama Said. You know? Let my heart go. Right? Like, instead of all within my hands or whatever, yeah. do Mama Said. Even do, like, an acoustic set or something. Yeah, yeah. That would be cool. You Yes, you could do that. Um, we mentioned While we were watching, we mentioned King Nothing. Like, I'd almost rather they play King Nothing than Enter Sandman. Yeah. Because they're kind of the same song, just one's mega famous and one's not. Yeah. Um, but I, I would have liked to hear King Nothing. <clears throat> Excuse me. Is that on the first one? On the first, King Nothing's not on the first. No, Hero of the Day is on the first one yeah. though. From Load, um, I was I've been listening to S and M one a lot. So, I w- and I wish they would have made like maybe another Thrasher. Like ba- they have Battery on the yeah. first one. Yeah, like I-, I was thinking that too. Like, man, couldn't they do like Ride the Lightning? Yeah. or something that uh-huh. maybe doesn't Spit seem like you could pull this off. You know, um. Or f- or fade to black. Like I know yeah. that's not a thrasher, but but that fits in this kind of thing, and it's mega famous. Like why not try to do fade to black? Yeah. Um. Cause that I th- I think that would really fit. I'm not an and justice for all fan really, but you could probably do blackened or something. Yeah. You know. Uh. Dude, I, I was thinking like Harvester of Sorrow. Yeah, yeah. I actually like that's Harvester. kind of slower. I like Harvester of Sorrow a lot, yeah. even though I don't love Injustice it's on, for All. Yeah, I don't like that song. I, I mean, I do like it, but it's like my... I, if I went to a Metallica show, I would want him to play something else. But yeah. I'm surprised they didn't have anything off Kill Em All. Anything? Oh, I mean, they had Anesthesia Pulling Teeth. Yeah. But... Did they have any album that didn't have no, uh, they, play, they had everything off every album everything okay that's what i was like all within my hands that's saint anger then death death magnetic they had unforgiven three they didn't ever comes then they had like okay four off of the new one three um we already said i kind of wish orion was on that would have been sweet uh let's keep talking about the thrashers that we'd like um I think like Damage Incorporated. Yeah, yeah. Um, My Apocalypse. What one's that? Death Magnetic, the last okay. song. Uh, I'm a Harvester of Sorrow fan. Actually, I'd yeah. like to see that one. That one would have been. Cause it's got like a heavy. Yeah, slow. Yeah. I think you're thinking of Eye of the Beholder. I don't think so. Harvester. I don't know. I have Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about the chorus, though. Oh. Uh, uh, I give you take. Yeah. Dude, did I say Harvester of Sorrow? Yeah. I meant Shortest Straw. Oh. Shortest Straw. Down with Liberty, down my lawn. Pulled 
for you, shoulder strong. Yeah, that dude, I love that. That used to be my favorite Metallica song. That riff. Yeah, sorry. Shortest straw is the one I want. Dude, like another one, and I don't even know if this would mix well. We're just going to end up listing all the Metallica songs we know. Oh, yeah. You could name so many Black Album songs that would be good. Um, Dude, My Friend Misery would probably be good. That song is great. Yeah, with the bass. My Friend of Misery would be great. Yeah. Just great. But that's what we get for not preparing for this. But based the ones we've said so far, let's say you can substitute three. Ooh. Just based on the ones we've said, and granted, you're gonna know these better than I. Call will. Cthulhu Orion substitute. Yeah, that's one for sure. I think my friend of misery is the best one. The two of us have said so far. Yeah. I think you put that in instead Halo of on fire. Yeah, instead of Halo on Fire, you end that first set with My Friend of Misery. You would set the weight of the world. And you got Trujillo and Kirk Hammett and the paid backup singer going, Misery! <laughs> yeah. More than life from what you see. My Friend of Misery! Okay. So what's our thrasher? Ooh. See, I don't think Blacken would be good. No, I don't either. Because I don't like it that much. Dude, I think Spit Out the Bone would be pretty sweet. Which one? Is that from? Hardwired. Hardwired. Okay. I mean, I I just don't know it that well. Or All Nightmare Long. I do know that one. Yeah. Yeah, that one's pretty good. Even another Saint Anger song, like Frantic or Saint Anger. Yeah, don't. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't know I just want an older one. I want yeah. I want you to say something like, I don't know. Do Dyer's Eve, Leper Messiah. <laughs> that would be cool. That shortest end part, straw. The end part, the Leper Messiah. Yeah, that'd be cool, dude. The thing that sh- that that's on the first one though. The thing that should not be. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah. I forgot about that. Huh. Well, anyway. So, that's what we would substitute. That's what we would change about SNM 2 is we would have those three jams. What was the one we just decided? I don't know. I think <laughs> I said spit out the bone. <laughs> you did say but spit you out. you something different. You, no, you said spit out the bone. And I, I got to take your... Suggestion. The All Nightmare Long would be cool off Death Magnetic. Yeah. No, I take your spit out the bone. I I envy you in this because I I know this isn't like new material, so it's not the same. But I was in the shower today and I was thinking, like this is like kind of exciting for me, and I don't even like love Metallica. But I I've never really gotten to have my favorite band release a new album. And yes, Alice in Chains still releases new stuff, but it's not exactly the same. Right. Yeah. It's not like you. The, if James Hetfield were to quit, and they hired a new guy, like even if he was good and you still liked what they did, it still wouldn't be the same. I'd still buy it. Yeah. You know what I mean. And you'd be excited about it. Yeah. But it wouldn't be the same. Right. Just like I like William Duvall. Like I hate it when people are like. 
you get on Twitter and people shit on the new guy. They don't know his name, like the new guy from Alice yeah. in Chains. He's just not as good. Yeah, and you're like, there aren't even fans to begin with. Yeah, you're not really listening yeah. because they're pretty close. Uh-huh. The the problem with new Alice in Ch- this is the actual problem with new Alice in Chains is that Jerry Cantrell doesn't let him sing enough. Oh. Jerry Cantrell has become the lead singer, and they just have a new guy. Who who wants an album sings leads and, and does a lot of like, backups. Jerry, I think I should sing on this. And yeah, be like motherfucker. Right. So that that's the problem. But anyway, dude, what the, if on S and M two Jerry Cantrell came up and played a song? Uh, Metallica and Allison Chains are friendly. Yeah, they're tight. Yeah, like when Allison Chains did their Unplugged album. Uh, or when they did their unplugged show, Metallica was there. Oh, really? Front row, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's why um, the load had just come out, and Mike Inez, their uh, Allison Chains bass player, wrote took a sharpie. He saw them in the audience and took a sharpie and wrote on his bass before the show, "Friends don't let friends get friends haircuts." <laughs> friends meaning like the TV show yeah. friends. So oh. he's t- he kind of fell into the whole thing that everybody was doing, which is why did Metallica cut their hair off? Yeah. But that was directed at them. And if you watch the now that we're watching Blu-rays and stuff, it's not it's not on the album, but on the DVD for the unplugged show, uh they play Inner Sandman. They oh, don't really? do they just do like the riff. Yeah. And they just like, like play between little, songs or something. Yeah, but they do it yeah. They That's pretty sweet. Yeah. It so makes you wonder, like, why Metallica didn't do a unplugged, but then they kind of like separated themselves into the S and M thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, unplugged was kind of dead by the time S and M came out. Oh, really? I mean, from a as far as like a popular way to release an album, yeah, Alice in Chains was one of the last ones to kind of capitalize on it, and that was like ninety five. Yeah, which I know. In our terms, like that's only four years, but even in '95, I think it was kind of like losing a little steam. Yeah, '95 load had didn't even come out yet, so. And maybe that was partly because when Kurt Cobain killed himself, it's like. Oh uh, yeah, they're just. Unplugged kind of had its, like, I don't know, like how are you supposed to get more iconic than the last yeah. show that Nirvana did? You know. Right. I don't know. So, S and M two, I'd give it like two thumbs up, bro. Yeah, uh, I need to give it more listens. Yeah, S and M two right now, I'm I'm giving out of five. I'm giving it a three and a half. Now that's a hard judgment. That's pretty good. Um, but the reason I give it that is because S and M one is like a. Four and a half star album. For you me. love SM. I love SM one. Yeah. And this is just like it's basically the same basically. to me. So I can't give it the same. Yeah. And I don't know. See, I love Metallica's I honestly I'm a bigger fan of their new music than I am of like the older stuff. Yeah. Uh I mean maybe when they play it live, I guess. Me Hardwired, I don't know. But I'm a huge fan of Death Magnetic and them playing Day That Never Comes and Unforgiven Three Yeah. Is a plus. Sure. And dude, I love I love one on S and M. It's so sweet. Yeah. 
But I think it's better the first time than the second time. I think it's about the same for me. That I I guess maybe that's well, they part play of, like the actual tape at the beginning in the first one too. I I really want to listen to them side by side. Yeah. Because I'm not sure they did anything better on this one that they did on the first one. Uh-huh. Now the the new stuff like if you were to say well, do I like Unforgiven 3 better than uh uh the thing that should not be yeah. like probably yeah so there's like a a plus a, you know a check in the plus column for S and M two but if you're just comparing Enter Sandman from S and M two and Enter Sandman from S and M one and all the similar songs I think S and M one might win like all of them I see what you're saying I mean yeah it's a different point in time though too like what you're saying like Lars yeah. drumming was kind of like. Makes the meter point towards S and M one. Yeah, you know what I mean. But I do like uh, wherever I may roam better on S and M two. I'm curious because you said that. I'm curious to listen to it because that's a strong one too. Yeah, and I feel like when it's one of the stronger tracks, if that one's better on S and M two, that like forgives some of the other ones that aren't as yeah. good. So, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm. I mean, I'm gonna listen to it a lot. Yeah, because it's still enjoyable. It is, yeah, and it's just not refreshing to get some new, uh, like actually mastered live recordings out. Yeah, and they got that driving thing happening tomorrow. Yeah, the driving show. Who else is doing driving shows? Do you know? No, but like three days grace is like the opener, I guess. Well, that's a bummer. I think, <laughs> I think like uh, Garth Brooks and somebody else kind of did the same thing a while ago. Yeah. So it's not nothing new, really. Sure. Just trying to. But yeah, I I could see like that this coming out on either like vinyl, or like maybe even CD as like another. Live. You mean the con the concert? Yeah. Yeah. Why Why would you let that go to waste for one night? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. So how you doing, bro? I'm doing pretty good. Yeah. How do you mean? Just how you doing? Uh, pretty good. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. There's not a lot going on in the life of the Wet Bandits. Yeah. Uh, you know, each individual member has a lot going on, but the Wet Bandits themselves, not as much. I know. I miss it. Gigging it all the time. Yeah, uh, but, you know, people aren't responsible. <laughs> that's, what, <laughs> that's the pro- – uh, I don't know if we ever talked about it on the podcast. Probably not, but we talked about it individually, about how it's like, man, whatever, whatever like, however politicized the whole coronavirus uh-huh. thing is, it's like, I think we can all agree – that it sucks right. for these small business owners, uh-huh. whether it, you know it's your local bar or whatever. Like, whether or not you sometimes blame those people, or whether you think that they're totally like they should be able to do whatever they want, and and it's on the individual patron to be responsible. Like, 
the situation they're in is bad. Yeah. That's inarguable, I think. But but we would now we're in a position where and, and I'm not complaining because we're in a better position because in theory this is our second job. But it's like now we're in a position where we have to feel out whether some of these places can afford to have us because we don't want to play for less. Right. And like make that the new normal. And ma- exactly. That's the problem. Yeah. Is you can't be like, you know, oh, now we'll play for half of what we were asking before. Right. Because, cause, cause the, I hate to say it, but a lot of these venues are going to be feeling the effects of this for a long time. Right. And, once everything's back to quote unquote normal, I'm not about to keep playing for half price yeah. because they had a shitty year. They'll always make the case I'm not backed, you know. Like, yeah, because and exactly the more yeah. you decide to allow that concession, the longer they'll milk you for it. And right. I don't mean to be like, no, it's they're I mean, out to get us. I would probably do the same thing. Like, yeah, this is yeah. I don't know. It's not tough time to rock, bro. It is a tough time to rock. Thankfully, we have a couple outdoor things coming. Yeah, and we got stuff planned for next year too. Yep. Yep. Hell yeah, man, dude! I so wanted to go to the Zumbezi Bay. <laughs> We're there's a Zumbezi Bay commercial on TV. Have you been there in a while? Not since last year, I don't think. Oh yeah, we I haven't been in that. Yeah. Recently. So you like the water parks, huh? Dude, I love the water parks. Yeah. I go slipping and I slide on them slides. Well, you do like you were a swimmer. Yeah. Dude, I've been going to the pool. I've had this last weekend off. Yeah, hell yeah. This week off and I just been going to the pool. Yeah. Yeah. Are there a lot of backstage Bettys at the pool? Dude, like lines. Really? No. <laughs> is the pool are there people going to the pool hardly well i'm also going like the middle of the day are, yeah when people <laughs> are working you drinking at the pool dude hell yeah last time i brought my own beer they allow that well like it, on the weekdays it doesn't open till like four so i just like fucking stuffed a bag full of course lights and went <laughs> i just was chilling chilling like a villain because i was Heartbroken, yeah, yeah. Uh, instead of hot, but hot blooded, it's heartbroken. <laughs> heartbroken in my on my knees, yeah. So, do you want to leave the audience? Because this is going to be maybe a terrible episode, but it's going to be the first one for a while. Dude, first one for a while. Yeah. Um, do you want to leave any like nuggets? Do we want to like declare the wet bandits are going to do this or that next? Dude, probably do an unplugged show. I want to do that so yeah. badly, but it is, it's hard to predict when we'll be able to do that. I think if anything, we just like even maybe even take a pay cut and just fucking do it. Like what else do we have to fucking do? It's true. You know, like, yeah. I mean, well, still, you want to be able to do it when people will be there to see it. If anything, it could just be a rehearsal. Yeah. You know what I mean? If we're getting paid, not that much. Yeah. True. Should I not be saying this? On no. 
on air. No, I don't care. Um, what do you mean? Like, for example, like if we just went to Fenders or something and we're like, hey. I'm going to be playing with some hot rods. We're going to play for rods. $300. Somebody's going to be in there filming this. Yeah. We're going to bring candles. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I, I, I definitely want it to be filmed. Yeah. If we can do it. Um, and I want it to be like a whole, at least an hour and a half set. I know two things that we have to do is disarm and no excuses. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> you know I'm on board with no excuses. Yeah. I love disarm. We have too. to do no excuses. Yeah. I'll totally get the exact drums that we need to make it sound like that. Cool. Yeah, I'm on board. Yeah. What so. else would we do? Um, I want to. I want to do some full albums. Oh yeah. I like think Match the Matchbox Box. 20 was in. Yep. Dude, I still think Nevermind would be the coolest. Nevermind would be cool. If I was going to choose my... You know which one I'd choose? I think I've told you before. Throwing Copper. Oh, dude, for sure. There's some bangers on that one. Dude, that Shit Town. Dude, I, I love... I know. I want to play Shit Town even if we don't play that album. Like, that song rules. Yeah. No one would know it. That's the problem. Really? Maybe some people. What is it? Gotta live, gotta live. Yeah, in shit town. (laughs) It's just got. And Josh's voice is good for it. It is. It is very similar to Rob Thomas, like that. His voice works. Or the singer for live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rob Thomas from Matchbox. Yeah. Sounds kind of like Ed Kowalczyk from Live. Um, at least range wise. Those would be the top two we would probably do. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. We could do it. Dude, for sure. So. We we should throw back in all over you. Yeah. Just to do it. I've had a little bit of a change of heart recently. You might have been able to tell, like, um, the band has been pushing to do, I've been pushing to do a lot of R&B stuff because I want to get the audience involved, which I do. And I still want to do those. I don't want to throw those away. But we've had so much success with like all the small things and some of the like. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think that's we kind of put a stamp on it as R&B, which really what I w- meant was just like we just party need to do songs. Pop, pop. Yeah. You need party. pop and party songs. Like maybe even keep this is how we do. For sure. It. And no diggity is uh, like I it drives me nuts that we aren't learning that because yeah. that is a can't fucking miss yeah. Mm-hmm. like yeah people will love that shit yeah and i still think that's true of return of the mac too yeah you might need to play in, in psychology they'd call it anchoring you might need to play no diggity before return of the mac oh. to like get people to see like this is what they're doing yeah you do no diggity and then return of the mac and people are like hell yes yeah but if you do return of the mac first people might be like what the hell is this right you know yeah, i know what you're saying so you need to prep them a little, but Dude, I think starting to set out with this is how we do it be sweet. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, we just we we'll need to do some pop songs and stuff. Dude, I think like for those outdoor venues, we should just hire sound man because like it has an impact for sure. You know what I mean? Yep. No, I mean obviously I kind of want to. Yeah. Um. So, I I think I will. Anytime we can get enough money to make yeah. it. Yeah. 
worth it, which I think is most of the time. But you're right, most of the time. Because um, now we're getting paid enough that if it's all, uh, especially because not to put people's prices out there, I won't name any, but the guy we had at Froggy's at the lake, he's a little bit less expensive, even if he does have to travel to Columbus. And all of a sudden, he only costs like $150 more than I charge to do sound. Yeah. Which, divided by five guys, it's only 30 bucks a guy, which that is a lot. But most times, we're getting paid 160 a night. Right. So it's like, I'll take 130 instead. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I would too. Well, also because you're making, you guys would be making... 120 or whatever but because i take my cut yeah. that now is going to the sound guy right your pay would actually be closer to the same uh-huh. and and mine would be the only ones that goes down a lot but it's totally worth it because i don't have to do anything yeah. and we sound better yeah no, so, i'm all for that i would just pay 30 dollars just to sound better me too so i hope you've enjoyed this segment the wet bandits talk out their plans for 2020 <laughs> and 2021 Mostly 2021, probably. Yeah, because we're not playing we much. Yeah, we don't have shit after. Like, I know. We, we might have one more show, maybe. We've got two for September. I, I texted Urban's Pint House. Yeah, where's our other one? Is it a wedding? We've got a Mary, We've got a wedding in October. we got a Marysville gig at a golf course. We're at still the end doing of that? Yeah, okay. still on, man. They've been doing all those. Oh, cool. So that's good. Yeah. Um. But, uh. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with Urbans. I texted them. They didn't text me back. So. Bye. Bye is right. Blue, one, two, three, pop. And I got a story. Story once was told. Two your boys go into the liquor store where they sold their souls. And I got a story. A story once was told. Two your boys go into the liquor store where they sold their souls. I thought you were going to do another... Oh, you were about to do it. Hey, yeah. Bye.